Here's Johnny. Welcome to my world, bitch. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho <laughs> And when you're down here with me, you float down! You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? What's up, guys? Friday the 14th podcast crew. We got Juan in the house for another episode. Woo, woo, raise the roof. And, you know, this guy over here, the bad guy, Nick H. The bad guy, Nick H. H is silence. Oh, sorry, I said it. Why'd you say that for? You're supposed to open it, not open everyone up, man. Stop oh, opening, up, stop opening this all up. No, I just I said the H and it was silent. You st- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say the H. Uh, well, we all to a rough start here now. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but hi, guys. Welcome back to the Friday the 14th podcast. I'm Mr. Fuentes. Come on. And, uh, oh, oh, shit. I'm sorry. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, because I feel like I already introduced myself already, so I'll do it again. I'm the bad guy in the cage. H, H, silence. I had some technical difficulties. I'm Juan. Thanks for uh, viewing in, joining in. Glad to be a part of another episode. Hey, so what are we talking you... about today? We are Oh, yeah, you know, shit. <laughs> um, so today's uh, Friday the 14th podcast is kind of like a um, a multiverse podcast where we get to do this, get to do an episode. But with the, uh, the same episode we've done in the, in the future, but with a completely different cast than what we had before. So, yeah. So if y'all are interested, y'all could go back to uh, one of our first podcasts on Spotify and listen to this review, which is The Collector. Um, episode three of season one. Episode three of season one is we The Collector. Yeah. Or now, or you can watch now season four, episode two for the collector as well. Nice. Two different takes on the collector. Um, I didn't go back and research this, but maybe I should have because we're about to talk about ratings. Uh, do you remember what Franco and Manny's ratings were? So I did my homework. Um, I actually listened to their the audio. There was like, there's like a short one. I was like 20, 20 minutes or so. But mm-hmm. their ratings. Um, do you want to jump right into the ratings, or do you want to wait until like we match up ours? Oh, we can wait. I was just wondering if he knew what they were. Yeah, I, um, I got them. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so today we'll be reviewing The Collector. Um, the Collector has some people uh, that I may have seen before every once in a while in some movies. Um, Josh Stewart's in there. He plays pretty much the main protagonist, uh, Arkin. Um we have the rest of the Chase family, Michael Riley Burke, who plays Michael Chase, uh, Andrea Roth, who plays Victoria Chase, uh, Carly Scott Collins, who plays Hannah Chase, and Madeline Zimmer, who plays Jill Chase. Um, kind of a ironic last name for the movie, since it sounds like they're being chased throughout most of it. Mm-hmm. Um Everyone else are kind of side characters for the most part. Um, So I'm really not going to go into them. Uh, We do got the collector himself as Juan Fernandez. Um, 
but I'll get into more later. But I mean, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but you don't really get to see his face in this movie. <laughs> um, so synops, uh, so a quick snaps of the collector. Um, a worker named Arkin <laughs> is um, part of a project at a house at the the of the family of the Chases. And he, um, his his wife uh, gets into some trouble with some shark, some loan sharks, and they need to get some money ASAP. So Arkin hits up one of his old um, homies, and he needs to get the money by midnight. And he hits up one of his old homies to see if we could do a do a heist that day, and if he can get some of the money from it. Uh, it sounds like it was something that's been they've been planning, so um, they wanted to move up the time, get it out. So whenever he gets to the house um, to do the robbery, he realizes that he's not alone, and that the family that was supposed to be on vacation um, seems like they were still there with another uninvited guest. Um, and that's pretty much the the synopsis for the most part. The snaps. The snaps. The snaps. It was that. It was a. It's a nice one. Um. So, can you start us off with what the ratings were for uh, Franco and Manny? All right. So let's see. In what order? So what should be like the revealing order? Should we go Franco first or Manny first? Let's do Franco first. So Franco went with the four machetes. Four machetes, okay. And Mr. Fresh went with the four point five machetes. Oh shit! Dang, but the point being, but Franco, like when you hear back his audio, and uh, he's like, "I'm gonna give it a four point." No, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a four. <laughs> respectable, respectable. Um, so my rating for this movie, uh, was surprisingly, as I thought about it more, um. A four. Machetes. Machetes, Danger Hills. Danger Hills. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh trying to come up with the rating here. I think there's some stuff that could have made this movie much uh, better or more enjoyable. Um, I'm going to go with a four. Four, also cuatro machetes. Oh boy! Oh, how many how many machetes oh, no. you giving it one? No pressure. Um, I'm just uh, a little lower than you guys. I still uh, I still enjoyed a lot of it, and we'll get into it a little bit later. But I'm gonna give it a three. Uh, Who is this go, guy? I, I was gonna go three point five, <laughs> but uh, I think I'm gonna stick with a solid three. Three machetes so far for this uh, for this rating. I get you. It's not for everyone. I am, but yeah. <laughs> uh, spoiler, spoiler warning. Go check it out now on Amazon Prime or Tubi. What did y'all check it out on? I checked it out on Prime because I'm a very impatient person. I don't like ads. Uh, I watched it on Prime as well. <laughs> uh, I went out and bought this, and uh, I was going to dig into some of the special features, but I haven't yet, so got to check it out on Blu-ray. Ooh. It's also on Pluto, I think. I don't know if anybody has Pluto. Yeah, I've seen it on Pluto as well. Does Pluto have ads? Yeah. yeah. I believe so. 
Yes, sir. It might, it might be longer too. Oh, I, no. I don't know. Maybe it was just in my head. I think I watched Urban Legend on Pluto, right? Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> it's more of a you would know of that question. Well, I thought we watched it on Pluto, but you might have watched it somewhere else. Um, all right, guys. So, um, anyone got favorite scenes? They're just itching to like throw off first. See, I'm already itching over here. I could see that. Not be that. I was asking, you know, to see, uh, see if you wanted to go first. That itching you were doing. So here's another. Well, it's not really like moment, moment, but um, visual. It was uh, whenever Arkin, uh, he's in a, he's in the house, and the collectors also. I guess he barely just entered, and there's that moment where I think the collector was about to go in the same room, and you see that overview. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of very similar to like *Malignant*, how I mentioned that that scene in that way. That I loved how they did the overview. Mm-hmm. Just one of the simpler s- scenes I liked. What about uh, you, Juan? Oh, uh, sorry. Even though I gave it a three, I have a lot of favorite scenes. Honestly, I think the. Uh... The, the blood and the uh, the gore of this movie like was just um, I guess you could probably put this movie in like a torture porn category and how like real gory it is and uh, I have to really appreciate like a lot of the special effects and the just the physical use of like makeup and blood that they used but two of my top scenes that I want to point out is the bear trap scene where the boyfriend uh, just gets death and mauled by all the bear traps I thought it was pretty pretty sick and pretty gruesome um, and then is it the daughter, Jill? Her death was pretty, uh, pretty innovative, I think. And that's another thing I want to point out is like all the deaths in this movie were like super, super innovative. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Some good scenes. Yeah. Seeing what the, the daughter, uh, that was another one of my favorite moments. I mean, not that it was like the craziest kill of them all, but I just thought it was pretty hilarious. Uh, she's trying to uh, go for the scissors. And then that's what sets off the trap. And then she just goes flying into the the, the projector screen. <laughs> I was like, it. that's pretty hilarious. And that projector just playing like, oh, man, that's very art, artsy of that. <laughs> I, I saw a review when I wanted to bring it up. The review said, like, this is the perfect, like, Home Alone type movie for gore fans. And I was sitting there thinking about it when I was watching it. I'm like, this kind of feels like a weird, sick, sadistic Home Alone movie, too. Kevin McCosker. <laughs> <laughs> Gone bad. Yeah. Um. In my in this movie, um, even though I gave it a four, what I I really don't have like favorite scenes more than like I really liked what they the story of the movie and like um, the traps and stuff. Like I like the intricacy of all the traps. Uh, it was kind of crazy, you know. Like he walked into that bedroom and then the floor was like basically full of acid or something. Um, and then, like, I thought what was really cool about, like, the movie itself was, like, he was, I say like a lot, anyway. Um, he was almost, like, the perfect uh, protagonist to the antagonist. Like, the antagonist obviously had all the puzzles. And even though the protagonist had no idea how to solve these puzzles, he was still kind of, like, maneuvering through most of them. And, um, you know, coming with some damage, but not, like, enough to immobilize him like when he figured out the floor was basically made of acid you know he just kind of jumped out of his shoes and then he like hid the shoes with books and stuff i thought i kind of like that whole little scene in general even when the cat tries to jump out 
and then it gets sliced in half with the guillotine. Mm. Um, it was just like, dude. And then I pointed out the impossibility of him hiding behind them pillows and how the pillows were stacked. Like I was like, there's no way he could have stacked them that perfectly from behind the pillows. But okay, we'll accept it. It's a movie. Um, but yeah, just all like like I was saying, even like the chick uh, who got flung from grabbing the scissors, got flung to the wall. Um, it was just a very like. I guess I'll talk about it more later, but yeah, uh, same thing with what Juan was saying too. Um, you know, I really liked that scene with the bear trapped and stuff. It was almost kind of like, I don't know. It was in a weird way, like poetic too. Cause it was like, he got snapped and then he fell and then it was just like, Oh, and, and it was like a whole bunch of everything going off all of a sudden. And it's like, you knew that was happening about to happen. And it's just like, I think that was another thing that was cool about this movie too, was like, You've seen a bunch of like different traps throughout the movie that kind of didn't really get used either. Um, so you kind of are like on like anticipation of like which trap are they going to fall into? Like there was a secondary set of steps that I don't believe anyone ever stepped on the nails going up those steps, but they were there the whole time they and they were, it. yeah, and they were used like as a tease to give us that like, oh shit, oh shit, she's about to step on it. And you're like, oh shit, okay, she didn't step on it. And um, there was another one, too, with, like, the lines being crossed throughout the uh, living room or something. Like, I could just imagine someone trying to run through and just get completely, like, hacked into pieces. Um, but then he ended up cutting the lines to walk through them a little bit later. So I thought that was kind of clever, that the use of, like, putting more traps than kind of needed in the movie to, like, kind of give it that... um anxiety or anticipation suspense to give it more of that suspense of like what um things are about to happen in the movie and it kind of keeps you guessing about like what what traps gonna about to be triggered and which one like is it you know the house is all like filled up with like traps and whatnot uh um i feel like he must have like a notepad or he just has a really good memory to remember every single trap they had set up it just seemed like all all over the house there's trap there, trap there, trap there. I feel like I'd be clumsy enough just to bump into one of my traps and just get <laughs> just get myself killed. Like, oh shit, I forgot that. That's an area. <laughs> like the windows, the area. Oh, obviously I'm gonna stay away from that. But like, whenever Arkin gets his hand trapped in there, and then the blade just cutting through his fingers. Like, oh, um, just like going back to that whole bear, the the bear traps too. That was pretty hilarious because, like you're saying, like there's teases of the they're gonna step on the stairs with the little needles pointing out like the boyfriend's like he's stepping back like and when he went from like they went from dodging traps to then essentially going into the traps so it's just hilarious <laughs> how, how does he like fall back into the traps again i think there's a trap before that or they just oh, get yeah. stabbed it's like his his foot he gets stabbed but like his foot gets caught and he goes down to a knee, and his knee gets, and then he just like slowly just falls back. Like, Ooh. And then his his face, Claps. his face is the last thing that gets it. It's just like, yeah, that's, that's pretty <laughs> brutal. Like damn. Um, I was, I will say the part where the cat—that's uh, probably gonna go into my dislikes. The cat getting chopped in half. Yeah, dislike. The, the, yeah. the um, what I also thought was funny is like a very similar thing happened to Arkin. Whenever he broke into the house, like he was willy nilly just walking around the house and 
there was traps everywhere the entire time, but he didn't run into a single one of them. But it was all like coincidental. It wasn't like just the luck of like these characters when they first walk into the house. It's just like it's almost like you get like a, a spawn like in like Halo or something. You know, you can't kill them for like the first five seconds. It's like you can't really kill them like the first five minutes they're in the house. And then after that, they're going to start running into traps. Um, I just thought of actually what I, another thing that I thought was like, I wouldn't say like a favorite scene, but I thought. It's like almost in the middle because it adds kind of comedy, but not really to the movie was um, Arkin was trying to be like the nice guy, trying to save everyone for the most part. And it was just like, how can how can you honestly think that these people are not going to think you're just fucking like the killer fucking with them? Like, how, how can you like, why are you in their house to begin with? Like, that's my first question. Like, why are you here? You must be the killer. There is no absolute reason you'd be here unless you're the one that's hurt, harming us. So it was always funny. Like every time we tried to help someone, everyone was like suspicious of him. And then they, they didn't really like run questioning. That like even the girl, like she and I was like, well, that's a natural reaction. Like the girl grabbed for the scissors, not because um uh, the other guy was coming toward him, but because Arkin was there, like she was scared of that guy or scared of the situation or what was going on. And it just like, he's just like, no, no. Oh, okay. You're fucked too. Okay. Well, I guess, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of hilarious. Like he was trying to do this good thing. And it was just like, man, like you basically almost killed everyone there. Like they would have died to begin with, but you definitely sped up that process. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel, first off, the, the, the whole family pretty much got it, though, right? Everybody except for the little girl. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, yeah, they, uh, I don't know. I wish uh, I wish it would have done a little bit better of him. Because uh, he went there to begin with to get the money, right? He, to, to rob their safe. Yeah, mm -hmm. the safe to sell the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Like, he should have just took the money and just left. Like, I don't know, but at least, be a good he, guy. at least he has a heart. When he should have been the bad guy. Yeah, right? should have been bad guy. Lesson, lesson learned. Lesson of the day. I really did enjoy like how this movie just does does like get straight to the point. Like in the first twenty minutes, you get why he wants the money, why he's got to go back into the house, and then you get like the torture scenes just automatically start popping up. So. I'm really like I was really glad that this movie just like got straight to the point and just started fucking people up. Like I was glad to just uh, it just yeah I got super straight to the point. Do you guys have a favorite uh like a favorite? Uh, this probably sounds bad. Like wh what was your favorite family member that died? Like, did you like <laughs> the, the, the way the mom was like in the bath or the, the husband was like hanging upside down kind of, and they all seemed like they really fucking just struggled. Like they died a really long death mine was a cat oh <laughs> <laughs> remember last time on hellraiser you said that no animals were harmed during this movie i didn't see that in this movie i didn't see that at the end of the credits <laughs> there's nah, two they killed a real cat there's a cat and then the dog got killed too i think oh yeah oh, the, 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 the dog, dog. yeah the dog just man, that was, the dog was brutal the shotgun explosion what a way to go this movie was just like, yeah, fuck animal rights. Let's so I was thinking, uh, 
It was, was like a, a I thing. think it's a British American movie. Maybe maybe the laws are a little more lax in Britain. <laughs> we can so blow up animals. There's too many of them here anyway. Bloody animals. I was thinking whenever like the cat actually escaped. I mean, I don't know. I mean, even then I was like in fucked up condition. Like had it escaped, it would probably would have ran into the collector's <laughs> dog. I just got eaten by a dog. Dog was mm-hmm. a savage. You think he would have known before he got into the house? Like, where the hell did that dog come from? Because that dog, you know, got his face before he went into the house. Mm-hmm. When he was working on the, the house, the dog went in there. He's like, yeah, and that's what, like, I that was one of the questions I asked myself was, uh, you know, when at first it was like, shouldn't he have known that dog was there? Like, he should have already cased his house. Like, what the hell? And it doesn't really, I mean, maybe for purpose, purposeful reasons. You know, they didn't really explain that because then later on you realize, oh, it's the killer's dog. Wow. Okay. That's why he didn't know that dog was there because that dog wasn't there. Um, I still think the killer was like a Home Depot supervisor. And that's how he was able to get all that like structural stuff in that house super fast. That's just my thoughts. Imagine if like this this guy was like the killer and like covid had happened and he like slowed down his killings and they're like i don't know i've been chasing this guy for 10 years and all of a sudden he's gone from like five victims a year to like three or two what had happened and he's just trying to figure out how to buy material because it's so damn expensive now (laughs) trying to get his discounts (laughs) (laughs) what'd you think of the the phone trap the first thing that popped oh, into mind, yeah. that first thing that popped into mind was, well, I mean, could have got Freddy's tongue, but instead he got a needle in his ear. Fucked up his ear damaged. <laughs> yeah. Freddy's tongue. Stop. I honestly, I would, I'd rather take Freddy's tongue. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, you know, I, th- I think about, I thought about that, like seeing, and like, I don't know why, but I'm a person who just looks at phone, like, I mean, any. I haven't grabbed a phone like that in a while, but even when I grab my cell phone, like I look right at my phone before I like put it. But I guess you dial on it, right? Maybe, maybe I wouldn't have looked at it. Maybe I'd grab it and just try to type in the number. I don't know. Just like who just puts their phone to their ear like that? I don't know. It was weird to me. But then again, we live in different times. Different I got times. a little, I got a little kid, so I always have to look at my phone before I grab it. No telling <laughs> what little dirty shit she put on there. Ugh, sticky butter. Phone. Yeah, peanut butter. So you said Nick, your least favorite scene was the cat scene. I think. Uh, mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't because it was a bad scene. It was just because it was like a really cringy. I don't want to watch this scene. So yeah, the I, the peeling. I don't know if it was hot wax or hot like you said it was acid. Fuente. I was like, yeah, that was. And again, it's Lee's favorite, not because it was bad, just because it was so grotesque. And I'm like, nice. I was sitting, I was actually eating like, um, <laughs> I was eating, I was eating like chow mein when I was doing it. I'm like, I'm done. I, don't, I can't go on with this anymore. Right before stop. that, yeah. before that scene, you seen the guy? Well, didn't the guy get gutted before that scene too? Oh yeah, that was a good scene. I don't mind guts. <laughs> oh, the cat got oh, Can't do it. Just can't do it. Um, that whole like scenery thing, like when they're, they're jumping around the, the stuff. I was like, oh, they're playing the the, the floor is lava game. <laughs> I thought um, 
Oh, actually, there's something I just thought about going back to the the Arkin trying to save everyone. Um, I thought that was pretty funny too because I felt like the reactions that the family gave and even he gave were like normal reactions a normal human would have if they walked into that situation. Like, I have to try to do my best to help these people. And that was at least a good guy in Arkin. And then every family member who was about to try trying to get saved by this guy was just like, yeah, I would have been highly suspicious of him too. Yes. Very like I, I, the realism to me, like even the, there was even scenes where like he was in the like rooms, just kind of talking to himself. Like I told you to shut the fuck up. Like I told you, like, you know, he was just like mad at himself that like, she is getting tortured. And it's just like, really, you really shouldn't even cared. Like kind of, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't care, but, Kind of like you said at the beginning, he should have just grabbed the diamond. He should have grabbed the ruby and left. Like, you know. Did you guys um, like Arkin's like story mode? Like him going into the strip club and knowing why he needs to get like the money. Do you guys think that felt like was that any kind of rust, or did you like the story of him why he needed the money? It's nice to throw in a little backstory every once in a while. Um, I don't know that. I mean, it helped you feel for the character, you know, that he was Not trying to do like something. He was, uh, yeah. He wasn't just some kind of criminal who who was just getting stuff because he wanted more stuff. He was trying to help his daughter and his mother or baby I kinda, mama. I kind of had some, I had a, I had some uh, don't breathe vibes from it. Like they, they you know, they, they enter the house to, to get what they need, but oh, they got another thing coming. They're about to get hooked up. Mm. I at at first I was like, damn, baby mama, like baby mama couldn't like take money from that loan shark. Like this sounds like her problem. Just take the kid and run, man. Let the loan sharks get the mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's not the type of guy Arkin is. Um, I um, so I guess we've talked. I think pretty good about our favorite scenes. Uh, I guess Juan was leading into at least favorite scenes. Uh, you didn't like the cat getting killed and you didn't either. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I just like the whole, like I said, I like the trapped idea. That whole like scene was already what it was. And like just seeing the cat try to jump out the window and hit the line and it get caught in half, it was cut in half. It was just like, whoa. That would have happened to my man Arkin if he would have tried to jump through the window. But, I mean, it's one of those, like, it was almost too obvious to be true type of, like, scenarios. Like, he looked through the, he looked through the door, saw the window was open, and was like, oh, there's my chance! <laughs> tried to run for it, and then, like, got caught up in the goop and stuff. But, like, if he would have made it to the window, he would have, like, arm chopped off at least. Um... I don't think he would have jumped head first into it. <laughs> 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 I just um, think of that uh the guy the that was in the box got collected. He was collected in the box. Oh. And I how Arkin would just go up there every once in a while. He would just pop up and check on him or something like that. <laughs> I don't I know mean, if he did it uh what purpose or he just he just every time he would run up, he would just like, oh shit, are you again? <laughs> Well, actually, that's one of my, I don't want to say least favorite, but I guess it's like a plot hole slash least favorite was that like, to me, like that guy getting kidnapped in the beginning of the movie and then him showing up later, like, 
it really didn't need to happen at all for you to really know what was going on. Like they even did a flashback scene for you to try to remember that it was that guy from the beginning who's in the box. And it's just like, but like he has no importance to the story except he was the guy in the beginning who got caught. Well, he, he said he was the bait and I'm, I was sitting there trying to think of it. I was going to ask you guys, how was he the bait? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. The bait. Yeah. Cause no, he no. asked, he got him out of the box and he was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, I'm the bait. I want to know yeah, what the timeline maybe. is in that whole thing. I mean, how long has he been locked up in that, that uh, box? It seemed like he was the flashback scene. Like, I don't know. There's already. <laughs> I guess when he means by bait, like in the beginning of the movie, there was a similar box in their house and they all kind of like gathered around it and like, we're trying to check out what it was. Maybe he uses people in boxes that rattle and move as other people are going to come checking it while they're distracted. I can come like sneak up behind them and knock them out. Like, I feel like there's better ways to do this than, than do that. But that may be what he meant by bait. Mm-hmm. That's one of the only like main reasons I have a hard time with this movie. Just the guy. Like, well, then he just, it just made no sense to me. And I was just kind of like wrapping my head around it. It was like, maybe you guys will know. I wonder, I guess he wasn't, he didn't make the cut of being part of the collection. I mean, um, cause that's one of the things that the collector's into. He likes to collect people. <laughs> I'm like, well, where does he collect his people? He does not collect, collect them in that damn box that he, but like I was in, like I want. Uh, I wonder if the sequel even goes further into like the territory. That's true. Like, what's yeah. and, and, oh. and like to me, it was just like the motive. The guy in the box being there explained like the motive, like he collects people, kind of. But it really didn't explain the why. Still, like, why does he collect people? <laughs> what does he do with the people? Kind of what Nick was just mm. saying, like, you know. Is there certain attributes that he likes about people? You're old as fuck. Why did he want you? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe his bank account's big. Maybe. You know. Mm. Maybe not. He puts uh, them on shelves unless their spines show. That was the, one of the only scenes that I was just kind of like, I don't know. It didn't really make sense to me that it was in there. Um, at least the beginning part of the movie. But then I guess, I don't know. Again, I, I, I would have rather them jump straight to Arkin, come going to the house and stuff and then kind of knowing that and then coming this then have that beginning scene that we know there's a guy that kidnaps people or something like that so um, i'm just gonna assume that Arkin and the little girl are the only worthy ones that are of collecting because the other i mean the rest of the family just got pretty much killed Yeah, I'm kind of interested now. Like, I, I wanted to watch the second one before, I, you know, after this one, but I didn't have the time to. Arkin's in the second one, so I'm kind of, like, interested in how the story picks up and, you know, maybe he's on the hunt for Arkin again. The one that got away. The one that got away. Well, I watched the trailer for it. I didn't watch a, I didn't watch the movie. I, I want to watch the movie, too, but I watched the trailer for it. And the trailer, you know, ba- Basically, the guy goes out, which doesn't really make sense to me, but it does, but it doesn't. He, like, basically goes to a nightclub and booby traps a whole ass nightclub and, like, kidnaps, like, 20 people for that nightclub or something like that. And then one of the girls who got kidnapped lets Arkin loose and Arkin escapes and then goes to the police, all, all the normal stuff. 
and basically tells them about what's going on. And they're like, uh, all right, well, we, we gotta like go back right now. And he's like, what? No, yeah, we gotta go back and go save everyone. But I just escaped. Yeah, yeah, you have to come with me. You're the only person that knows like anything about this guy's house. So yeah, you have to come. And so he went. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty number, much it. That's number two. And that's number two. Yeah. Number two. Um, so I have a few plot holes that I kind of want to talk about. Why would they say plot holes? Just what do y'all think? There are kind of plot holes, but like, what do y'all think? Um, so how, how, how do y'all think this guy knew that they were about to electrocute the floor? Because he well, threw that guy in first. And then... About the killer? Yeah, how did the killer know that they were about to use the floor like to electrocute them? Like, he obviously threw the guy in because he kind of had a hunch, you know, I guess, that what they were about to do. But I don't know. Did he just just think, like, what would I do if I was in that situation? Like, you think he's just this really smart guy? Ten steps ahead. Um, He was driving. Isn't he like a... um... Yeah, he's an exterminator. So I kind of like just put together that maybe he was, he had a blueprint of the house just so he can exterminate the whole house. Mm -hmm. And maybe he knew the ins and outs of what the construction crew was doing to the house because they were kind of remodeling it, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Look like it. Yeah. So I I don't know. That's what I would think. I mean, kind of like you were saying, the only thing I could think of is that like he knew an aquarium was in there. And he was like, if I was them, I would probably try to push over this water and electrocute it. Or, like, you know, throw a TV or something that's in there on it. Like, that's the only thing I could think of. But, you know, it just seemed really weird that he would just know that that was going to happen. Um, I'm going to throw an idea that he has special powers. Really out there, but his eyes, how his eyes glow. Yep, that's... He can see the future. <laughs> see the future, or he can just see right through the the area, whatever the thing doors closed off, right? Probably. The, he, did have those, he did have those Ray Mysterio looking eyes. <laughs> I was waiting for him to 619 somebody. <laughs> um, they said he was going to 69 someone. <laughs> Sorry. He, he always takes oh. one. Um, so, <laughs> another one of the things that I, I would say kind of a dislike in this movie is that. Uh, just like a lot of other horror movie, uh, horror genre movies, it's like um, stab wounds and injuries don't really affect them people for too long. It's always kind of secondary to the plot at hand. Like, you know, everyone gets injured or hurt, and it's kind of like, oh, well, I'm just going to walk it off now that I start these things of razor blades. All right, I'm going to just walk it off that I just had a bunch of hooks on my back, or I'm just going to walk it off that a chandelier stabbed me with, like, four fucking knives on it. Like, <laughs> and then I have enough strength to pull this guy out of a ambulance after I wreck it, you know. What, what was the trick that he was doing with the bugs? He, like, cut him and then put the, the jar of bugs up to his wound and then lit the jar, like, on fire? So what I've heard, I don't know if I've heard about it with roaches, but I've heard about it with rats. That You know, an old torture technique used to be is that you will put a rat... In a, in a jar or a metal casing or something, something a rat can't just get through by scratching through it. Uh, so it looks for the least um, resistance, I guess, to try to, to eat through to save itself. 
So if you put heat to something on one side, the rat will try to escape through the other side. It used to be an old torture technique, apparently, they would do to people. Um, so I guess same bugs, idea, but with bugs were trying but with, to eat through to get out of the heat. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah, that was uh, that was. I have that written in my notes about how torturous that was, and I'm like, yeah, I would just want to die right then and there. Oh yeah. Like, just stab me. Get me out of my misery. I reckon is that a strong will to live. I mean, there's really a, what it comes out to. You. Uh, I was watching them like try to throw hands with the collector. I was like, "Come on, on Arkin, get some get some hits in there." But now I just you know, like they always seem like you get the upper hand. But then the collector was like, "Oh no, nah, nah, bitch, I have the upper hand." Yeah, I thought that was a pretty slick move. Like, you know, it, it makes me think like if I'm ever in one of those situations, I really need to look at my surroundings a lot more. Um, but like when Arkin pulled down the oven to like stop him from stabbing him with the knife, I thought that was pretty clever use of uh, environment during a fight. Um, I always find things like that clever because you really have to be on top of things like that whenever you're in the midst of a fight or any kind of thing. That's my little bit of my thought process. Like when whenever they, I was saying like these guys actually get into a fight. Um, what area would it be possible to actually go down with the fight? I mean, like I said, that whole house was uh, tra- with traps and whatnot. I was like, could he's gone to an accidental trap. Yeah, no, I definitely, um, I guess another one of my things was, um, so did he set up all the traps before or after he captured everyone? And if he set it up before, why didn't they notice those boxes and stuff mounted like on the top of this <laughs> staircase? There was like an obviously makeshift wooden box that helped with the chandelier dropping or some other of the ropes falling or something. There's just a lot of things that would have been, I felt, out of place to prep for this. But nobody noticed that stuff before. And if it was done after, then why if he's already captured them? Is it still solely for the people that are going to walk in the house later? Is it solely for he thinks that they might escape? You know, his thing? Like, why did he set up all the traps? Like, none of it makes sense. He says some sick amusement. My theory, my theory would be it's produced from the people that did Saw. So I'm like, well, I was yes. watching this and I'm like, I think <laughs> his original plan was he probably chloroformed them, set them up in their original trap. And then set up all these little home alone gadgets around the house. And then he just wants to sit back and watch them escape from their first easy trap and then go through the house and just get mangled. And he's like watching and just enjoying every bit of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, uh, well, I think pretty much the whole time when you're watching the movie, I don't think the collector even, the kid, uh, I'm pretty, pretty sure he puts two and two together. Someone else is in the house. But I think for the most part, he tries to play it off like he doesn't know what anyone else is inside the house helping out the family. Because he doesn't go like searching for the Ark in himself. And it's until like, I don't know what moment he finally realizes like, oh, someone else is here. But I mean, the family were just uh, easily getting out of these traps. Obviously, it wasn't by themselves that are getting help. But I think the collect, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, if he was any kind of smart guy, and maybe. Just maybe the daughter had a pair of like fucking wire cutters in her pocket, and that's how she 
put fresh bob wire off of her neck and her her arms that were all the way up here but like you had to have known someone else did it like there's no way that she did it herself but you could even see whenever she like escaped and died that it was almost like he was like how did that happen well, the, oh. way, the way the collector was looking at her i think he wanted her to get out <laughs> i mean he was uh no oh, yeah was, oh that yeah. scene he was looking That's at a... some, some of those mm. gallons milk milk jugs breasticles <laughs> that's equals hilarious is it like arcing on the other side and then the collector's there they're just there like what's going on <laughs> he's like just licking his lips like oh yeah <laughs> sometimes i like watch movies and like when weird shit like that happens it's just like imagining like the director in the background all right now i have like some kind of creeper who's like staring at people yeah lick those lips <laughs> so it's like yeah the actor's looking at the other actors doing that, and then you have the director and uh, the whole team just looking into, and then the people like the extra extras are just looking behind the director, like <laughs> just went all big old suite of people looking at. It. <laughs> Can you just imagine, like, you know, that scene's about to like go, and you know, someone just delivering coffee, and they're just like, <laughs> "Some good shit." Your latte yeah. with your extra cream. I mean, what? <laughs> your latte with. Hey, after you, after you lick. The uh, that thing cut, we'll, we'll go cut, okay? Cut, cut. Sorry, that went, that went way off track. That was part of favorite scenes, though. I think. <laughs> Sorry, we went, went back favorite scene to favorite scene. Favorite scenes. Um, do you want to get into the segments? Slogans, um, well, before slogans, I think we should uh, um, let's see. Re- recast, yeah, definitely recast. So, recast. Arkin's uh, Arkin's partner or was his boss, whatever the guy is dealing with. I think pen. they could have, huh? His kingpin. His kingpin. So initially, I think you could have recasted Samuel Jackson for that part too, just because that guy said motherfuckers. Like, oh, yep, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, slogans. <laughs> <laughs> you said recast. I'm like, what? What because three years? Um, I really like had a hard time finding slogans for this. Um, when I was thinking about it, because I really, I don't know. Even the slogan that they have, which is he always he always takes one, right? Or always chooses. What is it? He always, he always takes one. Up the ass. He always yeah. He always takes one. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean like. It's like the collector, kind of like Saul. The collector, kind of like Hostel. <laughs> kind of like Hostel. Kind of like Saul. I only came up with one, and I I, I said, uh, the collector got to catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, the collector. Some have foot fetish. Some have, I don't know. Yeah, what are fetish? fetish. He yeah, human. <laughs> Damn, he was pretty savage in that part. He was probably they better than pickle juice. Pickle juice. <laughs> human fetish. Collecting. Yours, mine's, and ours. The collector. Yours, ours. Collect. 
<laughs> the collector, does he want you for his collection? Ooh. Mm. Um. The collector always has time to stop to watch uh, breast. <laughs> the collector built by the Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> the collector sponsored by Home Depot. <laughs> Endorsed by Lowe's. There we go. What'd you guys think? We didn't really talk about her a lot, but what'd you guys think of the little girl involvement of this movie? Like a little seven, eight year old girl. Like, this is a pretty graphic movie. Do you think her parents let her watch her work after she acted in the movie? Probably not. <laughs> I I think for a lot of child actors, they don't they're not allowed to watch their movies they're in until like later on in life. There are I mean, rated I, movies, you mean? Well, there are rated movies, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there's some parents that are like, "Oh, go ahead, go ahead, child." Like you're gonna run away from this guy in a mask, and you're gonna see a pair of guts over there, and she's half nude over there, but you can't watch the movie till you're 16. I think um. I heard like movies like um, the girl that played like the actresses. I really fucked her up for like the rest of her life yeah. <laughs> playing that movie. Um, but it's just so hilarious. Like, I wonder how the casting with that. Like, look, you have to get your daughter to cast in this movie, but like, she's gonna say some obscene things in this movie. And are you okay with that? Like, They're, they act like the good parents. They're like, um. Let me think about it. And then the director's like, sign here, $20,000. Okay, yeah, we're fine. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> I just look at them like, this won't even care over her therapy bills. Come on, man. <laughs> can, can you add more zero set? All right. Um, before getting to the last, what are you going to say? Uh, from this? I was going to say something. Um, like I'm always like super impressed by like good ch child actors. Like it's always just crazy to me that they just have such a great acting ability at such a young age. It was just like, you know, like growing up, you have nieces, nephews and things like that. And you just look at them and you're like, dude, my niece is the same age as that other girl in that movie. And she still eats dirt. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm super impressed by this girl right here, like the way she played this movie, because my niece does not super impress me. <laughs> this uh, movie just took inspiration from Home Alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, all kinds of movies like that are always super, uh, with, with younger actors, even, you know, up to like preteens. Like, I think teenagers, you kind of... They, you know, they start to actually, they're basically adults at that point, have had enough time to like mold them but like a seven-year-old like dude if you could tell a seven-year-old to do something and it actually does it like it, it's freaking like that's some hard shit to do apparently <laughs> okay uh before going to the last segment uh does anyone want to do the honors of the the ending breakdown 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 like leading up to the ending before actually trying to come up with it ending oh okay yeah i'll do the ending breakdown um so arkin and the little girl who i believe is hannah um escape the house um 
the a little bit earlier in the movie, uh, someone got to dial 911, and uh, if no, I guess, police officer went. Anyway, they're uh, running out to the road, and 911 ambulances are coming. Our 911 and ambulances are coming. Uh, Arkin tries to run in the road to catch their attention and gets hit by one of the vehicles, um, which was a really dumb move to me. I don't know why he did that. But anyway, like I get you trying to stop him, but like, why did you have to run in front of it? Anyway, um, so, you know, the little girl gets picked up by an officer and he gets put inside an ambulance and we pretty much, you know, get to this scene where they're trying to figure out who the killer is and kind of get a little bit of a a lead and stuff. So they start going to the hospital and as they're going to the hospital, the ambulance gets rammed by a van and the collector comes and collects Arkin shoves them in a box and credits roll. At that point, they should have put like a title card saying Arkin just got collected. <laughs> right. And like a local check, check, check mark on the box. A Marvel oh, ending. Uh, the collector will be back. The collector. <laughs> For the collection. I guess, I guess before we go into that, it reminds me of another one of my least favorite scenes, which was um, you don't realize it more until you watch movies like this, but like We've just really gotten away from like the open credit, like scenes and movies nowadays. Like we just don't see them like very often anymore. So it was really funny to see that in this movie and be like, "Wow, yeah, yeah, I forgot that was a thing," because you just don't see it anymore in modern movies um, at all, really. So it was kind of a, I don't want to say a dislike, but it kind of was a dislike. I don't know. You take away from my movie time, man. You're giving me like. 10 minutes of credits and you're going to give me 10 more minutes of credits at the end. I, I just don't oh, that's a pretty it. long intro. Like, dude, was it how the, I forgot how the way it went. There's a, dun, 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 I don't know, some crazy ass music. And then you hear the little like screaming. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, I'm kind of opposite. I, I do like some, depending on movies, what movie it is. Like if it's a movie like this or Saw, I do kind of like the opening credits because especially if the music is like really, uh, chilling or you hear like weird nasty gross sounds like the screams in the background like i think it's pretty cool movies like this yeah it gives you some good vibes or you have movies like scream where you have the like 10 minute opening scene and then just the the the, the scream title so it kind of it kind of works both ways i guess i get your uh dissatisfaction though uh, i saw my openings and then one opening comes to mind uh was american horror story Oh, that's a good song. Well, that's that was another thing too. Like watching it all the way through, I was like, "Like, what am I watching? A TV series right now? What's going on? Like, why am I watching this opening scene? Like, I don't know." But at the same time, like, it's just because it it doesn't happen as often anymore. It's just like it was just a really weird. Um, I mean, I appreciate opening scenes to TV shows as well. Sometimes I'll watch the whole opening scene, uh, but. I don't know. I just find it weird in our day and age that people that I wouldn't say still do it because it was 2009. But did you guys like at all look at this release date and be like, damn, this movie is already over 10 years old? Like I was sitting there just I remember when this movie came out because I was working at a video store and everybody was like having to grab it because they're like, oh, it's so gross and grotesque. I have to go see it. I'm (laughs) I'm like, damn, this is over 10 years old already. I'm just sitting here like. I could just remember, like yesterday, it was like being delivered and shit. And I'm like, damn, whatever. It's just, a, it's just a thought. I don't know if you guys think about shit like that either. 
I try not to think. But no, uh, it's pretty old. Um, I saw old, the one saw. When I saw 2009 data, all that was like, oh, ooh, another movie of uh, the 2009 era that we review. I think there's like maybe four other one movies we reviewed on 2009. Yeah, this, is late, this is late 2009. I think the last one that I remember that was in the 2000s was Freddy vs. Jason. It was like 2003. <laughs> I was like, 2009? Yeah, this must have been when dubstep was popular. <laughs> um, so, how would you end it? I want to go first. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> my first thought, I thought the, I, I thought the initial ending was going to be when the police officer grabbed the young girl. I was like, oh, is this how it ended? Uh, it wasn't how it was ended. So the way I would have ended it would be, you know, the little girl had nothing else to live for. Her whole family was dead, whether she knew it or not, you know. And uh, so the way I would have ended it, probably a little, little weird and gross, but... I would have had the collector come up from behind her and then she just looks up at him and just grabs his hand and then just goes with him. Cause you know, at this point she has nothing else to live for. She don't really know that dude who tried to save her. So she's like, this guy took everything away from me. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna roll with him. So that would have been, you know, and he could have like groomed her or something that could have been like a little stepchild or something. But yeah, it was a little, little dark ending, but that's how I wrote how I would have ended this movie. Nice. Nice. Um, so I really like the ending in a sense. Like, at first, I was a little beside myself because I was like, Man, I really like Arkin, who's trying to do the right thing. You know, sucks that he got kidnapped in the end. But at the same time, I'm like, I accept that he got kidnapped. I kind of wish it was more of a, I don't know, some kind of struggle or something different. That he could have at least like I don't know, maybe a little I don't want to say a little more dramatic, but maybe a little bit more of a tease. Like, did he actually get captured? Or is it like just a real big hint that he's about to get captured? Because it was definite by the end of that movie that he definitely got captured. There was no there was no like no, he didn't he he could have escaped or something. Like, no, he got put in that box for sure. Um but I don't, I don't really have a, like I said, you know, I've said, it, I think in the last podca- podcast, yeah, that's what these are called, um, that, you know, I really don't, I really like the ending to this and it definitely sets it up for, um, well, it actually gives it an open ending, whether this could be the last time we ever see this movie or if they had a sequel, which they ended up doing, you know, it kind of um, sets it up for that. So uh, I like how it ended for the most part. I don't really think I'd change much. Interesting coining. Uh, maybe we kind of got the lighter, not not too much light. That Arkin actually does get out there. He does gets the mission accomplished, whole thing, <laughs> tie up his story, and then uh, whenever that's done, like it tries to play off with the light, lovely music going on, and at the end of it, it is transitions to like a dark area and. It's just the collector and his whole, like, I guess where he's, he has his whole collection. I don't know. Like show off his little collection of people he apparently collects mm-hmm. in a dark area. Kind of like a Jeepers Creepers instead of like sewing uh, Justin Long's face. It'd just be uh-huh. like just that whole area. And then do the whole Marvel thing. 
Collector will be back. I'm bad. <laughs> gotta, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Like you think it's gonna be happy ending, but yeah, so it'll still be a dark ending. But I agree with you guys though. Uh, I really like the ending. Um, I wouldn't really, if I had to choose not to change anything, I wouldn't. But I, pretty fun. Pretty I really fun like movie. your. I really like your ending, because then it it sets up the possibility that part two is uh, the girl collecting. For the um, guy, and you know what? I don't know if you guys have done this, but uh, after talking about it, I, I can I move my rating up to three point five. I think I'm gonna go from a three to three point five. It was it was a it was a fun talk and a, a fun uh, conversation about the movie. I didn't really have a lot to say negative about it though. So three point nice. five for me. Three point five. I'm gonna stick with a four. I did think it was pretty cool, like. Or it's a pretty unique idea that it was like two different two different types of criminals casing one house and ended up trying to do their sting on the same day. I thought that was a that was kind of a cool little uh, idea that they had. They like basically thief versus robber, the honest thief versus the robber <laughs> versus or the, not the robber, the honest thief versus the killer. Torture? I don't even know. Like, he was a killer, but really, like, it's like, when you talk about someone like this guy who likes to torture people, do you call him a torturer, or do you call him a killer, because he has killed people? Or is killer just an overall genre, and he's a torturer slash killer? You call him the collector. He's the collector. <laughs> I guess that's what you just call collectors right. nowadays. He's just a collector. When you ask people, are you a collector? Um. Uh, which one the the collect you uh, the killer collector? <laughs> what am I collecting? Bodies, human bodies. Are they alive or dead? They have to be alive. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, during that scene where like he, the one you were talking about about the roaches, um, trying to get through his body, <laughs> um. Like he was really, um, was really upset about those um, slurs that um, Arkin was throwing toward his way. I was like, I wonder if there was some truth to any of those slurs. Like, um, that, that really hit his like. I like. I haven't seen the. Uh, have any of y'all seen the second one? The collection. Not yet. I haven't seen the collection either. Um, but I definitely want to see it after this movie because. I'm I'm really I'm not hoping, but I was like actually looking into just like before I usually I watch movies I kind of do a simple search um, and just random crap comes up. But so there was supposed to be a third installment to this series called The Collected, um, but it sounded like it got scrapped. Uh, I don't know if it had to do with COVID reasons or um, apparently they started shooting like the first eight days or something of it and then just quit. And then scrapped it. Probably COVID. Huh? COVID messed it up. COVID messed it up. Right. Um, you were talking about the Amityville, or not the Amityville, but the uh, that FX show, and it made me think of COVID. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, COVID kind of ruined like two things for this guy. Is. <laughs> His wallet and his next movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I think we can all just, uh, yeah, put a hashtag fuck COVID on this, this episode. Especially the collector. He would, for sure. But anyway, I was trying to get into the the second movie. I kind of really hope they uh, they get a little more in depth into um, who the collector is, or at least uh, some of his motives behind why he does what he does. Um, like I, I, I don't know. I like mystery, but then I don't like. Sometimes they add a little too much when they try to like. I really like the first Equalizer movie with Denzel Washington. Right, Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, whenever they, you know, you don't really know who he is. You don't really know none of his background. You just know he's just a citizen who's just trying to help people out, and he happens to have these things. And then you get in the Equalizer Part Two, and then it gets to me, it gets too much in depth into who he used to be and all this other stuff. And it's just like, all right, I mean, it was kind of cool that he had the mystery, and it would have been cool if he told a little bit about his past, but you really went into like his past and. It kind of killed his mysterious vibe that he was having since the first one. Um, Number three oh. is filming this year. Huh? Number three is filming this year. That's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, the Equalizer. Um, He's going to be the next Liam Neeson. Getting old as shit, but we can't put him in action movies. <laughs> Arkin was taken. <laughs> Collector versus Equalizer. <laughs> um, but yeah, any final words, guys, about this movie? Final words? Check it out on uh, Prime or Tubi. Definitely <laughs> go check it out. I, uh, I'd watch it again. So I'd recommend yeah. it. This is definitely one I would recommend. Home Depot. <laughs> It's definitely a movie I would recommend to people if they were to ask, like, you know, what's a good horror movie to watch? I would probably say this one if they don't mind a little bit of gore. Um, you know, to me, it's like the gore was pretty, like, it was pretty there. But at the same time, like, they could have taken it a step further if they actually cut out that chick's tongue, like, live or, like, on video. But they did it. You know, to me, that was, like, that was, like, their step. That was, like, their step too far, and they knew it. And they were like, man... We cut off this chick's tongue, like we're we're that movie. And he's like, Do we want to be that movie? And I think they I think they toned down some of the goriness they could have done in this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. At the um, <laughs> Yeah, I think they had like I don't know if they had like a gore a gore rating guy who was just like, All right, this is about as much gore as we can get. Any more than this, and y'all are overdoing it, guys. Because this was rated R, right? It wasn't N C seventeen. Um, yeah, it's rated R, so I'm pretty sure if they cut out the tongue, it would have put it up to like NC 17 or something like that. You think so? I've never seen Hostel, but I've heard that horrible shit happen in that movie. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, can, it can be pretty brutal, but like if I mean, you, you would go from like a, a wild, a, a worldwide theater release to just a like a oh, let's just put it in 68 ers mm. because I don't think that many people would go see an NC 17 movie. I've never even known a movie to be rated NC-17. Or rated I, M. Or rated M. I think Mature is one as well. So It made $10, $10 million though in the budget I saw. And I was like, I must... Oh, I forgot to look at budget. That's one of the ones I keep forgetting. Compared to... Uh, I think it made... It was a $3 million budget and it made 10 back. So that's that's pretty big. So I'm always confused how that works. Like how you make monies on opening day things. Like... 
obviously people go to the movie theaters and you collect money kind of from that but did they get like do they do they have like a loan shark that hits up like east theater like how many people bought tickets they get everything they get everything back from ticket sales i think the theater only makes like pennies on the dollar for each ticket sale that's why when you go to the movies the popcorn is like 20 bucks oh that's interesting interesting all righty guys want to any final words before closing out? Um, yeah, I would definitely say check this movie out. Um, it was a real enjoyable watch. Um, we doubled what Manny and um, Franco did the first time they reviewed this, so we beat them. I think. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we doubled. <laughs> no, um, no, it was fun, kind of going back and. Reviewing something that we kind of reviewed in the beginning. I don't know, maybe um, if Nick would be against it or Juan, but maybe we should make this a theme for some of those first ones that uh, me and Nick weren't really a part of. Uh, maybe we could start going back and giving our ratings on those types on those movies because there were some pretty good movies uh, they reviewed for those first ones that me and Nick were not a part of really. Um, so it would be interesting to kind of go back and revisit those movies. Um, obviously we have a bunch more movies we could be, um, reviewing as well. So, um, we'll, we'll just talk about that and see what's, see what's going on. Um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, so I'm Mr. Fuentes. <laughs> uh, I am a rapper. If y'all don't know, uh, y'all can check me out on Apple music, Spotify, uh, anywhere else y'all listen to, uh, music. And actually while I was doing this, I realized I need to announce the next movie. Um, so next time we ha come out and see y'all for a new episode, it's going to be, I believe, February the 9th. And February the 9th, uh, for our next, um, movie we're going to review, we're going to have a special guest, and this is the special guest pick for this movie, um... So next time we do Friday the 14th podcast, we will have a special guest of the one, the only, the Corpus Christi legend, Rob Zilla, with us to review Alien 3, which was his pick. Um, I think Alien 3 is on um, Amazon Prime right now as well. I think all of them are. Um, if you want to check them out there. Um, but Alien 3 is going to be our next movie, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, this is kind of like our first sci-fi kind of horror-ish thriller movie. Um, I think so. I think so, too. Um, I mean, unless you count, like... I still... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I still don't think we ever... I say this all the time, and then Nick corrects me that they reviewed the, the remake of Friday the 13th. <laughs> but we still have yet to review an actual Friday the 13th movie on this podcast. Um, but I don't know. That would be like sci-fi supernatural. What a zombie basically coming back to life all the yeah, time. Part, part nine would be a shithole zombie movie. I'm not going <laughs> to get into that though. Oh, wait. Mm. Man, he had to suffer through all those movies. And I know some of them weren't great either. <laughs> it's like going through all like the Freddy movies. You like, you watch one and it's such a freaking masterpiece. It like really is like a nightmare on Elm Street. And then part two is just like, what the fuck am I watching? 
So you guys are doing Alien 3. Have any of you guys seen it before? Or is this going to be like a first-time watch for you guys? It might as well be a first-time watch because the last time I seen it was when I was a child. <laughs> like, I don't really remember much. I don't really remember much of any of the Alien movies, to be honest. Um, yeah, same here. I uh, I don't know. Sci-fi horror wasn't really... I was really too big on sci-fi horror. Yeah, there's. Uh, I see a lot of uh, cosplayers, you know, about to get down. Oh, sci-fi horror. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I got I got distracted there for a second. Um, but are you guys gonna watch any of the other ones, like one or two, before you go watch this one, or just random? If I have do? if I have time, I'm gonna try to watch all three of the movies because there's a trilogy, right? And, and then Prometheus. There's like six of them. Oh, there's like resurrection <laughs> and all kinds of shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Resurrections. There's a lot of these movies. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm only gonna watch at least the first two, so I'm at least caught up for the third. <laughs> Unless there's like a middle one in there, then I guess I'll watch that one too. Two point three. Right. 2. We're gonna Kingdom Hearts this bitch. <laughs> We're gonna get a one point eight. <laughs> You're gonna get a two point five. A two point eight. Um. Yeah. So, Alien Three. Uh. Anyway, back to what my sign out. Uh. Alien Three. Robzilla. February 9th. We'll see y'all then. And I'm Mr. Fuentes. Y'all can check out my music on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you listen to streaming. Um. You can also check me out on YouTube under Absolute Kings. Um. You know, I really um appreciate everyone that made it this far into the podcast. Uh. Again, I I appreciate um both these guys being on the podcast and it, it definitely makes the makes this hour and nine minutes and 45 seconds would not really feel like nine minutes an hour nine minutes and 45 seconds um so it's uh it's really good being with these guys and well we i hope we can give you all more reviews um throughout the year that are as entertaining as the last two i think that we've done um yeah off to uh, i guess this guy down here uh I'm Juan. You guys can check me out on the Instagram. It's just one word. Uh, Cinema Movie Podcast. Uh, I put out a podcast every Monday. And we talk a bunch of different movies. Um, you, you guys can listen to or re-listen to this one at. So, um, yeah. I just want to say uh, it, it was fun. Can't wait for the next one. And uh, we're big physical media fans. So, hit us up on the Instagram. Cinema Movie Podcast. Thank you. Can't wait for, uh, for next time. Nick, what about you? What do you? Uh, where can we find you at? You can follow me at Bad Guy Twenty Three Thirteen. Um, yeah, I've been posting a lot more. Uh, I guess some more of my physical media collections. I think for the most part, that's why I want to post stuff more often. Um, besides the Instagram, you can uh, catch me on here, uh, YouTube, and. Besides Friday the the main uh, show, you can follow me and Juan on UHD, our new show, where we cover underrated horror discoveries. Our next episode, which will be next Wednesday, um, it follows. That was Juan's pick. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to it. Um, still getting the feels of this new show. I have time. I might join that one. I've seen that movie. And you're I not have- invited. I have words to say. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> just, nope, you're not. No, just straight up. Nah, I mean, if one wants to show up, then me can show up on there. Y'all heard um, him, guys. He unofficially, he invited me, uninvited me officially. <laughs> if I'm not there, it's because of that. Because of that. Um, Deeply hurt. Also, I mean, uh, yeah, do HD, and then we plan on doing some bonus stuff. Yeah, like we had, a, we had an unboxing on the UHD last week. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, uh, just, I think more of the bonus stuff just to get our name out there. Um, to be a boxing or random random shit. Um, I don't have any emails while lives planned up, so there's none of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're tuning on this channel, you just find some of our recent wrestling highlights interviews i think the last interview was with a wrestler named izzy james that was a pretty good stream so shout out shout out franco shout out annie shout outs izzy james that is it on my end awesome well remember guys always bet on the bat i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> folks always been the bad guy Thanks for tuning in, visually and audio. Game over. Being dead wasn't a problem, but being forgotten, now that's a bitch. Surprise, Sydney. I can't come back if nobody remembers me.